Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip podcast. And today I am really pleased to have with me on the line, Tim Fitzpatrick. Tim has been the in the marketing industry for well over two decades and his experience led him to this conclusion. Marketing shouldn't be difficult. With the right approach, businesses of all sizes can boost their sales without a complicated ad campaign or expensive marketing tactics. So Tim joins us today to share his experience with his six-step strategy for success. Tim, thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Excited to be here and uh, dig into this. Yeah, so this is going to be a lot of fun. So you and I are digital marketing agency owners. What has your journey been like? How did you uh, how did you get to where you are today? Oh boy! So uh, it was not a straight path, like my, like some people think. Uh, entrepreneur journey can be a very winding road. So mine started right after I got out of college. Um, I got involved in a wholesale distribution company. I became a partner in that company. We were selling consumer electronics, so we were selling home theater equipment. Uh, I was dealing with toys. All day, man. I loved it. We grew that company about 60% a year for 10 years and we sold it. That was in 2005. Uh, I then worked for the company that bought us for another three years, stayed with them, moved. I was I was born and raised in Northern California. Um, I moved from Northern California to the Denver metro area in 2008. And in 2009, you know, 2008, 2009, we all know what happened. Uh, complete meltdown. The company that bought us was a public company and they started freaking out a bit and they closed a lot of the branch locations that we had. And I actually got laid off. So uh, I got laid off from the company that bought us, which is not as uncommon as some people might think. So at that point, I started looking at, well, what's my next chapter going to be? And at that point, I got involved in residential real estate. I'd always been interested in it and figured being a realtor would be a great way to learn the business. A lot of people say, gosh, that was a horrible time to get into real estate, but there are opportunities in every market. And in that market, I was starting to knock on people's doors who were in foreclosure and I was starting to do short sale business. And you know, two and a half, three years in, what I started to I realized was, man, I'm not really enjoying this. I, I got to the point where I was waking up every day, not enjoying it, dreading it. And what's the point in owning a business if you're not going to love it? So I said, man, I got to switch. And that's when I shifted into what I'm doing today, which is marketing, primarily working with service-based businesses, just helping them helping them simplify marketing so they can grow with, with less stress. So that's it in a nutshell. So do you have a particular niche that you, that you zoom into or or is it mostly uh, SMBs of, of any type? Uh, we typically, our ideal clients are coaches, consultants, professional service providers, You know, so accountants, CPAs, attorneys, those types of folks. Those are primarily where our ideal clients fall. Um, but we, we focus primarily, we lead with 
the fundamentals, helping clients get the fundamentals in place. And then we help them manage their plan on an ongoing basis. So that's kind of where we sit in the realm of, of marketing because it's a vast space at this point. So I think what's really interesting about this is that you and I have similar stories. I mean, I got laid off or fired more times than I can count. And every time I look at my LinkedIn profile, I'm like, yeah, that company doesn't exist. That one doesn't exist. That one doesn't exist. Fun fact, no company in my LinkedIn profile exists in its present form today besides the one that I started, right? So it's like, oh God, you know, am I the corporate killer or is it just like, is it really that much better to, you know, start your own business and, you know, like really start to help people out on an individual level instead of, uh, you know, instead of constantly trying to find these, these fits when you work with, uh, you know, with a larger corporation. Yeah. The paycheck is nice, but it's really not, uh, it's really not something you can grow with, especially when you're building someone else's team. Yeah. Well, you know, it's look, being an entrepreneur or business owner is not for everybody. Uh, If it was easy, everybody would do it. But I think there are, there's a certain mold of people out there like us that once you get the taste of owning your own business, the freedom, the autonomy, and just like feeling like you're forging your own path, uh, it's, it's hard to, you can't go back. So um, I don't know. At least that's what it's like for me. That is definitely what it's like for me as well. It's one of those things that it's like, oh my God, if I had to go into an office, I'd probably still wake up in a cold sweat because I'm like, oh my God, that is like the worst nightmare. (laughs) But then again, you know, that's what we're trying to do with this podcast, right? Is trying to get people to understand, you know, that you can do this and their help is out there. And, you know, part of the way I leveled up was by listening to podcasts like these and talking with experts and things like that. So that's my why. And, you know, I love bringing it to the forefront for people to listen to. So Tim, um, I wanted to ask you, you have a particular framework for helping businesses, you know, create their plans and to go forward. And that's actually part of your one big tip is to, you know, it's a pretty unique strategy that helps people break out the, you know, the plan into this 90 day, into this 90 day manageable chunk. Let's talk about that. How, How does that look in your world? Yep. So here's the way we, the way we view marketing planning is in 90 day sprints uh, for a few reasons. One, our businesses are evolving quickly and our marketing needs to be able to evolve with it as well. The other thing too is I think planning out longer than 90 days, you know, people who spend a bunch of time creating a one year marketing plan, you know, if we had done that, Jeff, you know, la- early last year and the pandemic hit that huge one year complex plan would it, we would have just burned it or it would have gone up on a shelf and longer plans i think become too complex and when we make things complex it's the enemy of results, right? It just gets in people's way. So we need to keep things as simple as we possibly can. So we look at marketing in 90-day sprints and we use a six-step marketing plan that anybody can use, okay? Um, so I want to run through each of these six steps, okay? The, the first step is your target market. You need to understand who your ideal clients are. And as a business, you should not have more than three ideal client types, one to three ideal client types. If you go more than that, it becomes too broad. And I think you're just going to dilute your focus. But at a minimum, you need to have an idea, a paragraph or two about who each of your one to three ideal client types is. You have to keep that top of mind because everything from a marketing standpoint starts with your target market. If you don't know who you intend to attract, you're just not going to, you're never going to attract the right people. That's the first key step. You know, I'd like to interject here for a minute. Basically, what you're talking about with a, you know, with a target market or target client, you're talking about an avatar, right? And normally, the more the, the more niche and the more clearly you have defined that avatar, you know, the better 
a conversation you can have with them. Now, some people will challenge you that you, you know you need to niche down and then niche down again and then niche down again until it hurts, right? Until you uh, uh, until you conceivably hit so few people that okay, now you don't have a market anymore. If you're gonna just market to I don't know underwater basket weavers born in Colombia, right? Yeah. So like that's not gonna work. So I thought it was interesting how you talked about having you know like uh, up to three target clients. So when you define that, are those three divisions uh, just based off of uh, economic buying power or is it more about personality? Like how, uh, how do those things come into the equation? You know, it, you know, it depends on the business, but you have to understand who those people are. And I think you have to get specific enough to where when you, when you talk to them, they feel like you're talking to them, right? And that you relate to them. So, I mean, depending on the business, like for me, you know, again, it could be, it's a coach, a consultant or a professional service provider. I separate those three, but they're all very similar. Okay. They're not super distinct. A lot of the marketing issues that they have are all the same. So although I have three ideal client profiles or personas, the the issues that they have are all relatively the same. In some cases, they could be quite different, right? Sometimes there's people that are, they may have a B2B side of their business, a business to business, and they may have a business to consumer side of it where they're pretty distinct. In that case, I think it becomes, it becomes a little bit more challenging. It can still be done, but the messaging and the, and the problems that those people have are going to be different. And so you are going to have to, you're going to have to have a path that people can follow that's logical, right? Does that make sense? 100%. 100%. Thank you so much for that explanation. Let's talk about the next step. How does that work? Yep. So next step is your marketing goal. Okay. You have to have an idea of where you're headed. Okay. Otherwise you have no idea what you're shooting for. So with your marketing goal, this is, it's going to be time bound because this is a 90 day plan and it's going to be specific and it's going to be measurable. So I intend to bring on five new clients in the next 90 days. Okay. That just gives us an idea of where we're headed and what we hope, what we intend to accomplish. The thing I like to tell people with a goal like this is it's an outcome based goal. And with an outcome based goal, you need to be careful because there are a lot of things beyond your control that may impact your ability to hit that. So. I tell people it's important to know where you're where you're headed and where you intend to go, but don't get too caught up in an outcome-based goal because you may do everything that you possibly can and you still don't hit it, which in that case for some people can be really, really unmotivating, um, which is not a good place to be. But you have to, you gotta outline what your goal is for the next 90 days. Okay. Now the third step is what's my budget and what are my resources? This third step gives us an idea of what we have to work with so that we don't bite off more than we can chew. From a budget standpoint, you know, it's whatever, wherever you are here is totally okay. But do you have $250 a month? Do you have $25,000 a month to invest in your marketing? Whatever that number is, you have to know what that is. Second, with your resources, that's about time. And capability. So do you have people on staff or is it is it you that's going to be doing this? How much time do you have? And do you have the capabilities? You know, if Joe on my team has five hours a week to implement and manage our social media, but Joe doesn't even know the first thing about Facebook or LinkedIn, well, I either got to level up his skill set or I got to find somebody else to do that. So this third step 
just tells us what we have to work with, which is really important. Now your fourth step, you want to, you want to get in on that? No, no, this is uh, really great. So I really appreciate you, you know, drawing that out because one of the questions that I get, I don't know, let's just call it on the regular. What is the lowest amount I can spend on my marketing? And it's just like, you know, I always want to just shake my head every single time I hear it. Right. It's like, well, first of all, you know, it's a function of your margin. Yeah. It's a function of how much, you know, you plan to, uh, you plan to invest in it. And frankly, for me, it's a tip off to, if you're already asking me about the cheapest price, like I, that's not someone I want to work with. Right. Because <laughs> it, it just shows that you think so little about your own business, right. That you're going to try to hire the cheapest person, you know, to help you in your business. If though I have some, you know, some fairy dust that I'm going to sprinkle on your business and make you rich while, yeah. while you're paying me bottom dollar to make that happen. Right. It just, it just becomes this losing equation all the way around. And that's one of the things where it's just like, you know, something I'm going to pass, <laughs> you know, let's yeah. move on from there. So yeah, that was the only thing I wanted, I wanted to interject here. No, Hey, I think it's important to view marketing as an investment. It's not an expense. It's not a switch you can turn on and off. You have to, it's like a flywheel. You got to feed the flywheel, invest in it regularly. And as you feed that flywheel, it continues to build momentum. And that's when you start getting much more consistent, repeatable results. But if you view it as an as an expense, um, it's something that you can cut. You're having the wrong conversation. Yeah, it's just, it's not a good mindset to be in when it comes to marketing, in my opinion. Amazing, amazing stuff. All right, let's continue. Cool. So fourth step, what's your current marketing plan? Okay, and uh, when I say that, Jeff, I realize a lot of people may not, they may not have a plan or they have a very loose plan at this point. That's okay. What, we, what we're doing in this fourth step is just getting an idea of where we're at. What's the baseline that we're starting from? Because if you don't identify that, you can't possibly start to identify what you need to do to get to where you want to go. You have to understand where you're starting from first and foremost. It's like my GPS. It's not going to tell me how to get to the airport until I tell it where I'm starting from. That's all we're doing in this step. So all I want people to do here is just just write down what have you done and what have you put in place that you continue to use? What do you continue to do on a regular basis to market your business? That's going to give you a baseline of where you're starting from. Okay. Then in the fifth step, that's where we're going to start to dig into the next 90 days. What are our priorities going to be for the next 90 days? And this is what helps you really eliminate distraction. It outlines your priorities, which means it gives you clarity. And when you have clarity, you're going to have a lot less stress and you're actually going to be able to have the discipline so that, you know, when the next marketing guru comes out next week and says, oh my God, you know, you got, you have to be on Clubhouse. You're missing out on a huge opportunity here. You can have the discipline and the wherewithal to go, you know what? Maybe that's true, but I'm not going to do it right now because it's not in my plan. I'll put it on my list and I'll look at it later. But if you can't, uh, if you don't have an effective way to eliminate distraction, you will chase every shiny object and will, you will spin your wheels. So that's all we're doing in, the, in this fifth step. What am I going to focus on for the next 90 days? Now, in the tools that we're going to talk about uh, near the end here, Jeff, the template for this 90-day plan, your listeners will have. We also have a tool in there called the Marketing Evolution Index Checklist, which gives people kind of a guidepost of what to focus on based on where they're at in various marketing channels. Because that's one of the biggest questions I get is, okay, well, this is great, Tim. How do I know where the, what the next right step is for me? The Marketing Evolution Index Checklist will help with that. Here's some other quick tips. If you do not know your target market well, 
and you do not have clear engaging messaging to that market, you have to start there. Next thing, you have to have a good website. Okay, Everything you do from a marketing standpoint drives people to your website. If you don't have good messaging there, if you don't have good calls to action, you're going to run into problems. And the last low-hanging low fruit, what is already working in your business? Look at what is already working. Most people are not optimizing that as well as they could be. So look at the gaps you have. How could you do more of this and scale it? Optimize what's already working first before you start to jump into other channels and tactics. You know, you know what's interesting about that uh, last set of tips is that um, they really sound like they should be basic, right? Yeah. And I agree with you. Not a lot of people give this like a lot of extra thought, right? Especially when you have somebody like uh, like you. Uh, I've had a number of clients like this. Like, you know, like they have five or six brick and mortar stores, right? So it's like. Uh, you know, obviously they did something right if they were able to graduate from one, yep. you know, to three to five to 10 or whatever, and then get into the online. It's like, listen, buddy, you know, it's a different world, right? It's, uh, you could still keep them and your website should be driving traffic to, you know, the brick and mortar stuff. But you also should be thinking about, well, you know, if you have, you know, 10 stores in the New York area, why are you not selling your tangible product to people in, to people in Washington, DC, to people in Wisconsin, to people in California, you know, like wherever it is. It's literally the same amount of money to ship it, right? Than it is to just ship it down the, you know, down the interstate. Yep. And I think what's more interesting about that is really um helping people understand like, you know, who is it that they're really talking to and figuring out what is right, you know, what is right with their business is, you know, it really is paramount because maybe they won't see it or maybe you need to show them in other types of, uh, in other types of analytics, for example, that, you know, I can prove to you that, that this offline method is not working or this online method is because what happens is that if you set up the tracking correctly, you can, you can really figure that out. I mean, nowadays we have call tracking numbers. We have we have uh, different types of softwares that can uh, collect attribution, you know, attribute from where the advertisement came from. We have the tools out there today. It just becomes a question of what is the smartest way to implement them. Yep. And so, you know, you just touched on this, Jeff, where it's like there are plenty of successful businesses out there that are missing some of the fundamentals. They have succeeded in spite of that. But just because they've they've gotten to that point doesn't mean that it was the right thing to do and that it, that you should do the same thing. It's the fundamental. So, you know, dumb luck should not yeah. be a marketing plan. Yeah. Some, sometimes, again, we succeed in spite of ourselves, even though we get in our own way. But it's the fundamentals in any discipline. They don't change. They're evergreen. Standing up to hit a, a fastball, the fundamentals of that are the same today as they were 50 years ago, and they're not going to change. Marketing is no different. But so many people skip them because... Look, they're not cool. They're not sexy. Hardly anybody talks about them. It's not the newest, latest, and greatest thing. And that's what happens, right? Since nobody talks about them, most people just jump in and they just go, they get tactical immediately. I need to do Facebook ads. I need to have a website. I need to have a podcast. But those tactics, a lot of times what happens is people are throwing tactics against a wall, hoping something sticks and it doesn't. And they're like, well, gosh, why isn't that working? And so they look for another tactic to solve the symptom that they have. But the fundamentals address the root cause of all the problems. When you address those, then everything else gets better. You know, there's a quote from Michael Jordan. He said, get the fundamentals down and the level of everything you do will rise. You get the fundamentals in place. They lay the foundation for you to build the rest of your marketing house from. And it's not that you did the wrong tactics. You, you may have done the right tactic. Usually it's the right tactic at the wrong time. You're putting the cart before the horse. That's why so many times we have to go back to the fundamentals, get those in place, and then 
you can start cranking. Amazing, amazing stuff. Thank you so much for sharing that. Tim, can you please tell everyone a little bit more about how they can reach you at Rialto Marketing and how they can uh, how they can reach out to you directly? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that, Jeff. Um, best place to go, rialtomarketing.com, which is R-I-A-L-T-O marketing.com. You can see on the screen here, if you go to rialtomarketing.com forward slash the dash one dash big dash tip, the resources that I mentioned, along with a number of other resources to help you with the fundamentals are all on that page. Go there, check it out. If you run into some roadblocks, you're not quite sure what that next right step is. There's a get a free consult button on that page. Just click on it and I'd be happy to chat with you. Amazing, amazing stuff. Tim, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an excellent discussion. I love nerding out on this stuff and (laughs) it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip Podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.